Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Sometimes you have to think through uh, things that you say. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. There it is, Senor. Dimly lit room, deep within the house, under the tutelage of. Oh, yeah, this is going well. <laughs> Florida man. As Florida will be pivotal, as it always is in uh, the upcoming election. Um, okay, I need some help. What day is today? That would be Wednesday, the, uh, what is it, the 17th of, uh, 16th 16th. of September, the year of our Lord 2020. check. 16th. (laughs) Fake news. It's Wednesday. Yes. Okay. Having, Having trouble wrapping my head around this. Having, uh, recently risen from your, uh, your bed. Yeah, I was uh, under the impression it was Monday, but it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, okay. indeed. Two days off. It's a, it's a, yeah, right. not not one but two. Yeah, little Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're sure it's Wednesday? I am absolutely certain. My iPhone has never lied to me. Like all of you are in agreement that it's Wednesday. Sean, I believe like we have submitted that opinion? consensus. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, this is an odd issue to get hung up on, but uh, <laughs> the science is settled. Yeah, oh yeah, science <laughs> says it's Wednesday. Oh jeez, oh jeez. Ninety percent of scientists say it's Wednesday because they want grants. Um. So last night, or uh, or sometime during the day yesterday, our washing machine exploded, and their uh, water went everywhere. Wow, and uh, uh, and he's gone. And he yeah, and he used his phone to mop up the moisture, which I yeah, believe right. explains some of the uh, the yeah. technical difficulties we are, heard there. Are you there, sir? Worst show open ever. And he's gone. So uh, <laughs> you might not know this about Jack. I've been working with uh, Jack Boy since 1992. Is that right? Yes, it is. That was the same year my uh, first child was born. And um, and we'd actually been working on getting the show started for six, eight months before that. So it's been uh, going on 30 years now. And uh, he, he mentioned to me quite early on in our relationship that he is indeed cursed. And I have see, seen that played out many, many times. Um, whether it was the defiling of an Egyptian pharaoh's tomb or... Uh, or uh, building a house on an Indian burial ground, I do not know, but indeed he is cursed. There he is again, folks. Uh, when last we spoke, your washing machine had exploded. Right, and you know, that's funny, that whole curse thing. I kind of told my wife that jokingly when we got married. Um, I actually told her in such a way is that I, I said, you know, I, I think I've always had just such a, a bad attitude about things that, you know, I, I felt like a lot of bad things happened had just occurred randomly and that I was cursed and now it just seems silly. And then she has come to decide over the years of having my last name 
that we are indeed cursed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would I would devote a fair amount of uh, time and energy, if I were you, on getting to the bottom of the curse and uh, seeing if you could undo it somehow. <laughs> no, I've never done that, but that might not be a bad idea. I if mean, there is an ancient Indian artifact in my family's possession, I will put it back. Right. It might be as simple as sacrificing a goat or something, you know, to some some... You know, Egyptian demigod, and you, you, you have goats. I mean, I'd hate right. to see one sacrificed, but if that's what it takes, you know, to appease the angry spirits, then, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If we disturbed a mummy or I don't, you know, I should talk to my dad about it. Like, did your dad ever mention anything or anything at all about a mummy? Well, disturbed. I mean, judging by your luck, they they dug up the mummy. They put lipstick on it and danced and, and posted pictures on the Internet. Did you I mean, cheat a shaman in a poker game or something? Is Yeah. Yeah. So my great grandfather did some sort of weekend at Bernie's routine with a with a dead body. <laughs> And then people said, "That that is our God. What are you doing?" <laughs> right. And uh, and then all this has befallen me. He was our greatest king. We're gonna so totally curse you, right? But as I was um, uh, cleaning up all the water in in the in the laundry room and the piles of laundry and and everything, and I just thought, how could how could this possibly happen? Be happening at the same time as everything else? It just doesn't. I mean, the odds aren't in favor of that happening no no indeed and so well at least you're anyway. already going to have your house torn down because of the uh, the water leakage and mold so yeah but it's the other end of the house i oh. can't have both ends of the house torn down i don't know how you would, i don't know if you understand the math on that but that'd be the entire house <laughs> <laughs> taking it from both ends as they say if well, you tear down is, both halves of your house is, there's no house left that is truly which might be a good idea truly unfortunate um, I saw that uh, Trump said some exciting things on his ABC deal last night, or at least according to some people, that he said exciting things. It depends on your point of view, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Well, he always says something notable. <laughs> yep. He does. Um, the one thing, and I just, I read the answers and uh, questions and answers. I didn't hear them, but um, the one thing I thought, with several of those questions is Joe Biden has never been asked a question that direct about any of anything that he's got. That's a possible thing to him yet. Not one, Absolutely let, alone, undeniable. Like, let alone like 15 every single day, which the president, you know, he sets himself up for, uh, which I think is great. Um, you know, answering questions, standing in front of the plane or walking out of the white house or doing this ABC thing. Oh, it mentioned in the article I read last night that, um, ABC has asked Joe Biden to do a similar such event, and Joe Biden has uh, has yet to agree to it. I thought, yeah, of course, of course he hasn't. He's going to do a CNN thing tomorrow night, um, a quote live town hall. But I'll be interested is that if it's as um, uh, journalistic, journalistically aggressive as ABC's was, or if it'll be another one of those events where they hand out the questions to people and he's got the answers ready to go. Right, right. Yeah, I have no idea. I suspect it'll lean toward the latter. I mean, Hillary did that, and and Hillary is ten times as sharp as Biden. You know, if I was ahead in most states and uh, looked like I was going to win and my mind doesn't work that well, I'd probably do the same thing. But I thought Biden hasn't faced none of that. Right, right. Nor will he. Unless the polls uh, go south on him a little bit, and they are they're moving southward, and there's, there's going to be no pressure, and he's gone.
And he's back. All right. Uh, Why do we stop taking calls? Sorry, there's, there's the board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry this morning, Michael. Uh, good, Jack. You said you were cursed. Um, didn't you, like, steal cable yeah. when you were young or something like that? You paid a guy to hook. Did I what? You, you like, steal cable. You, like, paid a guy to, you know, hook up all the channels yeah. for you. Well, he offered it, and I accepted it. Yeah, I think idea, that was yes, where the curse started. So it was a conspiracy. Rico statutes clearly violated. <laughs> Michael, are you going to, like, tattle on me next or no, what? No, no, no. That's why I never tell Michael anything. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, this is strictly for entertainment purposes and it's a fictional story. <laughs> All right, clearly. Yeah. yeah. As we regularly say, and probably should say at least three times a year, every story on the program is for uh, entertainment That's purposes That's correct. Only. I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Neither Joe or I are even married or have kids. No, no. Nope. Um, we get up and then don't anything. So at least we're just for fun. Uh, you're you're um, glitching rather badly there. Uh, why don't we introduce uh, Positive Sean, whose okay. smile lights up the room. Uh, so did my homework last night. Watched the Social Dilemma, which is the as did I, sir. The documentary on Netflix, and uh, I think it's close to. Being required reading or watching, viewing for for our modern times, I think there's a lot of, not necessarily groundbreaking, but certainly it's interesting to hear the people who were at the creation of a lot of this stuff say, things kind of got out ahead of us. And Yeah, in short, social media is corrosive, it is disgusting, it ruins lives, it is a danger, and it is deliberately so. This show is absolutely required viewing for every family and probably every individual in America. I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah, it's something. You know, as Sean points out, it doesn't exactly break a lot of new ground, but it fills in a lot of cracks. It, it, it It's a complete portrait of what's going on. That's why I think it's so so valuable. Yeah, that is. We we should spend a good amount of time on that uh, with both you guys describing it because that's uh, that's important stuff. It's probably the most important thing we could talk about today. I think it is. I think it's more important than the COVID nineteen. I think it's more important than the election in terms of people's wow. actual uh, happiness, their souls, and and young people in particular. Wow, that's something. Well, anyway, the day is the day those guys claim it is. I'm still saying it's uh, possibly Monday or even Sunday. Uh, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. <laughs> Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Sean, with respect, there are times, particularly recently, when I think Speaker Pelosi is one of those people who tried uh, Tide Pods. He's so colorful. He always says something Uh-oh. colorful. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, remember when we used to say about Arnold Schwarzenegger that he was more interested in getting off a funny line than he was in governing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I think perhaps the Senator Kennedy might be in that crowd. Uh, I don't know. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice indeed. Uh, a lot of wit. A lot of wit. Very amusing. You're fully convinced it's Wednesday. That's something. All that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking 
Speaking of cell phones, I read something interesting about uh, cell phone uh, service in the United States and how and why it's so much worse than it is in Europe, a a topic we've discussed before, but uh, uh, continues to fascinate me. Why does the rest of the world have faster, better cell phone service than we do? Uh, That later. Interesting. Mailbag. Mm. Perhaps that relates in some way or another to the freedom-loving quote of the day from Milton Friedman, wrapping up, I believe, our uh, Friedman series. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. There's the Wright brothers, the best example of that. Well, the government was spending millions and millions of dollars by today's standards. Un- unbelievable amounts of money. Um, I, or, or I should say adjusted for inflation. Uh, and failing to get an airplane aloft, a couple of bike repairmen from Ohio got her done. Let's see, moving on to the correspondence proper. Here's a nice note from uh, Joe. Guys, if there is global warming, then let's go back to the uh, leaded gas we used in the 70s when it was global freezing. (laughs) That's right. There was going to be an ice age in the mid-70s. They terrified all of us. On the topic of daylight saving time... Brian says, guys, getting this uh, daylight saving time thing to stop is simple. We actually want to keep daylight saving time. We want to end standard time and make you know, the, the daylight saving the standard time. But anyway, you guys need to use your platform to get the word out that daylight saving time is somehow a sign of racial inequity. Let the cancel culture oh. do their thing. Just point out a white guy from history conceived of the idea. That should be enough. Although some cl- clip of Trump praising it would really drive it home. Very that nice. That is a great idea. That would actually work. Get to it. We don't have a lot of time before we are thrust into darkness, just like the old white men wanted all those years ago. I bet they're straight and Christian as well. Nice job, yes. Brian. Well crafted. You spread the story on the internet that the change in the clocks is uh, something to do with uh, keeping minorities in their place. Yeah, exactly. It was actually enacted during the Jim Crow era to keep uh, black people from voting. And it'd be over. Uh, let's see. I hate to give those people any any more uh, power or credit, but uh, that's a great idea, Brian. CJ writes uh, on the topic of the gators, the uh, not not the uh, giant lizard that'll eat you in Florida, but the uh, you know the filtery thing people wear around their neck and pull up over their face, which we said are worse than nothing. CJ points out some are actually okay. I have uh, I have some with filters in them, so they work. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, that's that's an interesting point, and it's uh, well taken. We appreciate the note. I would guess the vast majority of them do not have that. Filters? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, you know, like how my, my mask has the... It's essentially just a black mask, but it has a little compartment to put the blue surgical mask into it. I've, I think that's becoming oh, okay. more... Th- a lot of things are just fashioned on the outside with a little compartment or pocket to put yep. an actual mask into. Yep. I'm I'm kind of surprised that we're six months in and there aren't uh, better, more options on that whole thing. You'd think there would be. Of course, nobody thought it would last this long. I right. saw Louis Vuitton is releasing a $1,000 designer mask, if, if of course that's they are. your sort of thing. You know, I, I feel bad because I'd heard the, the big study out of Duke University that the gators are worse than nothing. And so every time I've seen somebody in it, I pepper spray them <laughs> right in the eyes. And, uh, you know, I really I owe some apologies. But I'm, <laughs> I'm a big enough man to admit it. Let's see. Mark with a nice note here. Jack, a wee bit of help for Jack whilst his powder room is broken. 
how often do you room. refer to the uh, the bathroom as the powder room there? At uh... I call it the blanker. <laughs> the po- the pooper. <laughs> there at uh, Rube Holler was your old place. Do we have a nickname for your new place? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a dumpster fire. That's the name of it. Goat Rope Heights. Uh, let's see. Ah, yes. Uh, appreciate the sanity of the show during these insane times, writes Mark. I wish to pass on to Jack a wondrous discovery that manifested itself during recovery from foot surgery. The humble urinal. For a mere Alex Hamilton, you can have the convenience of nighttime relief from the comfort of your own bedside. No need to venture out into your darkened house to a distant destination, etc., outhouse. You can safely and comfortably empty your bladder with a sealable container to be emptied later. He's adorned his with a picture of Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> oh, boy. It's, that's not Mark, necessary. Come, Mark, you're better than that. Come on now. That's something else. As we are about to lose both bathrooms in my home, my wife keeps uh, reminding us boys that uh, it's not quite as simple for her as it is for us. Ah, yes. Yeah, yes. And in- indeed, worth pointing out. Uh, Madeline, frequent correspondent, like 20 times a day, writes, We need to annex Canada and Mexico and celebrate with a continental breakfast. I think that's an <laughs> attempt at humor. And she says, don't forget the maple syrup. I don't... Madeline, thank laugh. you for the note. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And then somebody sent us the meme of uh, the governor of Cal Unicornia, Gavin Mussolini. And the caption is, uh, saluting U-Haul's number one salesman for 2020. A lot of truth to that. Hey, that incredible documentary about social media. We'll tell you about that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Everyone's waiting to see it coming. you go to Google and type in climate change is, you're going to see different results depending on where you live and the particular things that Google knows about your interests. That's not by accident. That's a design technique. What I want people to know is that everything they're doing online is being watched, is being tracked. Every single action you take is carefully monitored and recorded. A lot of people think Google's just a search box and Facebook's just a place to see what my friends are doing. What they don't realize is there's entire teams of engineers whose job is to use your psychology against you. I was the co-inventor of the Facebook like button. I was the president of Pinterest. Google. Twitter. Instagram. There were meaningful changes happening around the world because of these platforms. I think we were naive about the flip side of that coin. We get rewarded by parts, likes, thumbs up. And we conflate that with value, and we conflate it with truth. A whole generation is more anxious, more depressed. I always felt like fundamentally it was a force for good. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Google it. That is uh, the trailer from the uh, documentary. It's a docudrama, which I'll explain in a moment, uh, called The Social... uh, What? Social Dilemma. Dilemma. I almost said quandary. Yeah. Synonym. Yeah. The Social Dilemma. Uh, both Sean and I watched it last night. I will tell you this. A lot of the things you heard in that trailer, you might be thinking, yeah, I know that. I know they track me and customize ads and the rest of it. But the we should probably lead with the fact that the people who know the most are the most adamant 
that social media rot human beings' souls. They are poisonous because they're designed to manipulate you, extend the time you spend on social media at all costs, and the way they do that is by manipulating your psychology and your brain, and they're brilliant at it. But, and as we've been saying, because it's it's obvious, you know, I'm not a software engineer, but uh, I'm kind of a student of humankind, and it's obvious from the outside that people are taking in empty calories, the empty calories of social media, instead of the enriching, uh, balanced nutrition of real human interaction. And they get really deep into how that works and the effects of it. So that would be the <clears throat> Twitter, Facebook stuff primarily? Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. As opposed to what? Google. Well, well yeah, because Google is on there. As about a the search Google, engine. The Google okay. searches, yeah. which is, I don't see uh, as social media. An excellent point. Um, Google comes in for a serious kicking in that it is a huge uh, bubble reinforcement mechanism. Uh, YouTube is also Google. YouTube has a lot mm. of the same uh, mm-hmm. f- feedback loops and reinforcements of likes and shares and stuff like that. And their entire orientation is, all right, what does Joe like to watch? Okay, let's give him more. Let's give him more. Don't give him anything that challenges his thoughts. Just give him more and more of what he wants. All right, that's it. And they point out that, you know, for better, well, no, for worse, uh, people's worldview is now being shaped mostly by uh, Internet-delivered uh, media. And uh, people get their news from social media to a large extent. And so it's it, there are several layers to it. There are several issues that they point out, uh, from the bubble think to the manipulation, especially of kids' brains, uh, to the detriment of their real-life uh, relationships and the rest of it. But it's it's extremely troubling and brilliantly done. There is a uh, there is a drama. It's a uh, I called it a docudrama because it is three quarters documentary. And then the other quarter is watching a family and and the kids in particular uh, go sideways um, and and reveal their true addiction to social media and their phones. Um, The whole endorphins every time you look at your phone thing mm-hmm. really made me take a look at myself too yeah that that's so troubling and, and i would guess i'm in the, the the more disciplined portion of the the uh, population i think um well we both have talked about how it's harder to read a book than it used to be oh yeah world's I mean, harder at the very yeah. least well and they talk about the evolutionary uh, psychology of oh there's something new there's something i need to know and how deep in our brains that is, and how that is deliberately manipulated. And as the one guy said in in the clip, um, they didn't realize the dark side of the coin, or at least those people didn't. There are some people who know it and don't care. So like the guy who said I was one of the co-inventors of the like button on Facebook, does he no longer work for Facebook and he's talking? Or? Yeah, all these people have Former have employees, yeah. Uh-huh. But the list of people, they're super heavyweights. The director of monetization at which one was that guy? Oh, F- Facebook. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy who, when Facebook exploded, was in charge of figuring out how to make money. So he made and went to Mark Zuckerberg and said, "It's it got to be ad supported." So he helped make Zuckerberg one of the richest people on the planet. Right. 
the very people who designed uh, Twitter and uh, and um, and Google and Facebook and figure out how to make money and how to get people engaged are saying, essentially, I did a terrible, terrible thing. <laughs> well, and, and some of them are practically Amish in terms of their kids even having a, a smartphone or being on social media. It, it, you, They reacted the same way you would if I said, do you mind if I give Sam a little bit of heroin? <laughs> I know we've talked about that through the years when they've made those statements that they won't allow their kids to have, you know, a smartphone. Right. And go on the stuff that they created. That mm-hmm. that ought to, How come that's not more of a, a, a prevalent attitude like in schools and stuff? I'm surprised. I'm not aware anyway a way of any um, education uh, against social media and all that sort of stuff. That's that's an interesting point. Your kids are being indoctrinated that they might be a little girl, even though they're a little boy, and uh, and the the racist anti racism crap and getting them ready for the one in a quadrillion likelihood of a school shooter coming in right exactly but they're not being taught the dangers of social media i i suspect that if they were it would be badly mishandled i've become a bit cynical about our nation's public schools um worth noting that there are some absolutely terrific uh teachers out there who who change lives and god bless you i admire you a great deal but uh, you know as a whole I think our public school systems are quickly becoming a whole. <laughs> well, what 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 what's the what what what's the net takeaway from uh, from that documentary? I like. Do they have a conclusion statement or a? Um, like, are they talking about regulating it or just don't do it? Yes, or? actually, yeah, they've they call for a great deal of regulation at the very end of it, and and I agreed with some of it. I thought some of it was a little suspect. Um, my takeaway was don't be a pathetic addict. Don't be manipulated and like a puppet on a string. I mean, by these greed heads in Silicon Valley and elsewhere, it is utterly amoral. It's, it's, it's consumptive. It consumes people. It it eats them. It it's like the Nazi war machine or the concentration camps in China. It is utterly without compassion or morals. Did they stumble upon these things? Because they're not all psychologists or anything, are they? That that they knew how the brain was going to react to this stuff. Did they just kind of stumble into this stuff? They they point out one college class that was it. I can't remember Stanford or I don't recall that was all about that very thing. Per- persuasion or uh, manipulating the essentially just human tendencies, um, but uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the class, but it has something to do with the, it was a, a combo psych business class. How to manipulate people into doing what you need them to do, um, which you know, I I think the internet slash social media are as useful as your self control is. They, they, I, I still think there are good things about them, but oh, of course, it is our own inability to to not fall for these these psychological traps, and and even not falling is, is not really fair because they are implicitly um, pulling on those strings. Yeah, but, if your brain is wired to do a certain thing, you're not. <clears throat> 
not a weakness that no. you're vulnerable to it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I would respond to that because it's true. I agree with you, but it's like saying I should have outrun the lion when the lion is brilliantly designed designed to outrun eighty five percent of the population. Right, well, right, that's right. where it gets difficult, and, and especially. I mean, I'm an adult. I I had a fully formed self image, consciousness, habits, the rest of it when social media came along. And my cell phone came along. It, it just buzzed. I don't know. Maybe it's my wife. I love my wife. I'd like to hear from my wife. I want to reach for the phone. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man, as they say. The kids <laughs> don't have a chance. <laughs> I'm surprised there haven't been, you know, any, um, you know, just say no to drugs type uh, messaging out of, I don't know, somebody. Who's the most lavish lobbyist in Washington, D.C. over the last several years? That's true. I mean, there was Google was number one at one point. The tech companies own so many politicians. That's what, so it would be closer to cigarettes than yes. than drugs because yes. I mean there wasn't yes. anybody lobbying to uh, to say no, nah, don't say anything bad about pot or coke or anything like that. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, the um, cartels <clears throat> might have, but they weren't very effective. Um, but but tobacco did for a long, long time before you know society was able to break through that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, it's 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 an amazing show, though. It's really, really informative, and I urge you to watch it. It was funny. I tweeted that last night. A bunch of people said, I just canceled Netflix because of the cuties movie. <laughs> um, now you told me to watch it? Wait a second. Yeah, well, I didn't tell anybody Mixed to cancel their, their Netflix. It just, <laughs> you know, although I appreciate the activism, I appreciate people standing up for their beliefs, but Netflix is an enormous platform that has everything from inane cartoons I wouldn't let my children watch to incredibly sophisticated documentaries and oh, yeah. everything oh, in yeah, between. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't, I'm not really, a, I'm not on Facebook, so I don't have that, and I really only am into Twitter for our, our work, but I am certainly susceptible, as everybody is, to the funneling of information that, you know, points me a certain direction, because you can't really get away from that. Yeah. It's starting to really bother me how much my wife and I are looking at our phones. And, you know, we're going to probably have another conversation about that. Um, but it's it's everything. It's like texts from golf buddies about putting a game together or... so. Okay, so let's talk about something perfectly legitimate and wholesome. You're having a meeting for your group that gets money to, to unwed mothers or whatever. Um, that helps uh, poor little kids uh, have school clothes. Something completely wholesome. If you're getting inputs all the time and always looking at them and always going away from what you're doing, what you're thinking about, you know, the conversation you're having, interacting with your spouse, your child, looking at the roses, smelling the roses, whatever. I think that's bad. And that's like the first of six layers of nasty involved in uh, mobile phones, social media, call it whatever you want. The never ending input culture is a term i just spat out i don't know we need a, a, a term that encompasses all of that i know yeah, yeah a person will interrupt uh, interrupt their attention toward their spouse or their kid or whatever in a way that you would never allow if that human being actually came into your house or your office or something right somebody with a minor thing hey i'm talking to my son or my wife or whatever right you just came by to tell me hey we're gonna meet at noon tomorrow save that for later yeah i'm in, a, <laughs> I'm in the middle of a conversation you just 
spewed that out? So you would never allow that, but you go ahead and look at it. Right. In the middle of your, you know, to get that information. Like and I know support. we need to take a break, but I'm trying to figure out how to manage it in my own life. Um, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm not that worried about me. I'm not that worried about my wife and our family. Although I do, I do worry about my kids, my youngest kid in particular, because the whole internet approval cute girl on Instagram applying a filter. Oh, they get into the teenage girl suicide oh, rates boy. Oh, boy. and the preteen suicide rates. Great, Scott. That alone. Uh, the, the, you know, with all due respect, I don't know why I always throw in this uh, this uh, disclaimer because I think y'all know this. Uh, I, I believe that the bad cops should be rooted out and fired or prosecuted or whatever. Um, and anybody who, who gets treated badly by the police, no matter their color, has a legitimate grievance. But the number of little girls who've killed themselves is hundreds and hundreds of times the number of unarmed black guys who've been shot by the cops. Maybe thousands of times. I got to get a hold of those statistics. And it's skyrocketing. Why is there no national conversation about that? That's interesting. All right, we need to take a break. I've ranted um, long enough. Yeah, some new People polls. check their phones five times during my... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm going to throw up, gonna throw this phone across the room. Probably a good idea. What are your thoughts? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. Amazon has announced it will hire an additional 100,000 workers to keep up with increased demand during the coronavirus pandemic. And to get hired, all you have to do is never ask what happened to the last 100,000 workers. Mm. Um, but that's a good story. Amazon's hiring a whole bunch of people. UPS is hiring a whole bunch of people because some, some businesses, Walmart's hiring people. Some businesses are doing better than they've ever done during the whole uh, pandemic, Yep, which is interesting. Uh, this could end up being a pretty big deal. The last 47 days of the presidential election cycle here. Uh, Joe Biden's relationship with Ukraine is getting more attention. Oh, really? <clears throat> a phone call between Joe Biden and the Ukrainian president. Came out yesterday. <clears throat> I don't know if there's any there there. I was going through the transcript. But um, Ron Johnson, who is a Republican and head of a committee that's looking into Joe Biden and Ukraine and all that sort of stuff, is going to uh, release their results here soon. Washington Post headline is Republican-led probe of Biden-Ukraine nears close. Ron Johnson said, at least the New York Post reporting was, that the report will show Joe Biden's unfitness for office and that there are some real bombshells in there. I've been promised so many bombshells mm. over the last several years that turned out to be nothing. I, you know, I'm not getting yeah. super excited, but you never know. Well, and most people will never hear it anyway. Correct. Correct. If Joe Biden stated, for the record, Mr. President, I'm willing to betray the people of America to kowtow for riches in Ukraine, you would never hear it. 
Senator Ron Johnson this week said the Senate Homeland Security Committee, which he chairs, is poised to release a damning report on Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's dealings with Ukraine. Damn you and your dealings with Ukraine. He said, stay tuned. In about a week, we're going to learn a whole lot more of Vice President Biden's unfitness for office. I don't know when politicians decided to start doing teases for releasing of reports like their TV shows. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they don't always live up to the report. Um, You know, see... Schiff about 15 different times. Oh my gosh, yeah. No kidding. But we'll see. Well, and that Durham report is allegedly close to being uh, completed. The look into the origin of the the Russia Gate investigation, and there could be prosecutions and the rest of it. The the wiped cell phones we just heard about. Yeah, just realistically speaking, something would have to be huge to move the needle on the election. I mean, huge. Yes. Yeah. The debate is going to be huge. If it doesn't do anything, that will be huge. (laughs) I mean, if things if if the debate comes and goes and everybody is more or less uh, the same as they were, that'll be an amazing development, honestly. Um, so no matter what happens, it's going to be a big one. It's what, the 29th? Is that right? Yeah, I just can't imagine anything coming out of these reports that would uh, really change the direction of the election. No, no. I mean, it would have to be a really big deal. I mean, most of the stuff is fairly subtle, somewhat disputable. Everybody will spin it. And as we were discussing earlier, everybody will be in their little news bubble. They only listen to news that reinforces what they think. So yeah, it would have to be, I mean, it would have to be enormous. Joe Biden would have to admit to the Lindbergh kidnapping on the phone with the Ukrainian president. Trump went through an entire impeachment and, you know, the the people that are going to stay with him stayed with him and the people that didn't like him still didn't like him. And I think the same thing would happen with Biden with any kind of dirty dealings in Ukraine. Yeah, the impeachment had all the effect of like being caught on a live mic burping. I mean, it was just it was uh, interesting for a few days. Had no significance. An impeachment. Unbelievable. Yeah. These are odd times. Almost like it didn't even happen. Yeah. Makes you want to poop on Nancy Pelosi's driveway, um, which actually happened. That story to come. And Jim Cramer called her Crazy Nancy on uh, on the cable news yesterday. Armstrong and Getty.